and welcome to Turtle Tracks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here with Emilio Lopez, who was an artist on the 2003 animated series. Uh, how are you doing today? Doing quite well. I've been uh, talking to Emilio for like over a month now. We've been trying to arrange this, and I got COVID and everything else. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. your patience, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, pro- I mean, uh, no problem. I mean, I had, I had the, I had OG COVID back in the day, so I know oh, wow. how it is, man. So, yeah. So tell me, uh, you did a lot of different, you wore a lot of different hats, that 2003 show. Can you explain, uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, before we get into the turtles, uh, how did you find yourself in art, by the way? When did you start? Well, I mean, it kind of always been into into doing art, like ever since I was a kid, you know, just, you know, drawing stuff, you know, like from coloring books. And I grew up in the, the golden era of, of Ninja Turtles. So I, you know, I mean, I was five years old at school drawing, you know, the turtles, uh, you know, in, in the lunchroom and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I feel like Ever since since I was a kid, I always had the, the idea that I wanted to be an artist, especially when I f- essentially figured out there, that the actual people do it. Because, you know, you, when you when you're a kid, you don't think about these things that you yeah. just you don't think an actual person does these things. So, you know, I'm like watching the magical world of Disney back in, in back in those days. And you actually get to see the artists drawing those things and then realizing the guy there's actually a person that draws your coloring books. So I just like, you know, I just at that point, I was like, you know, I want to really do this, you know, and I just my my uncle was an artist that he was trying to break into comics and and my dad used to draw. So I, I sort of just took that and took what my uncle did and, you know, the things he taught and sort of took that to the next level. He went to the School of Visual Art, uh, excuse me, went to art and design in New York City. I went to art and design. But then later on, I went into into SVA and, um, you know, uh, right, you know, with the college after that. So I just kept going forward and forward until I could, and, until I was working. Very cool. What, uh, what were your uh, major influences? <clears throat> Mostly uh, like, like, uh, comics, uh, comics originally, but, um, <laughs> it's interesting. I wanted to get into comics. That was my original thing. Cause that, that's what I really wanted to do. But I, I interned at Marvel Comics at the, the probably the worst time for Marvel Comics ever in oh. uh, t- t- uh, 1998, which was when they uh, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Okay. So they were literally uh, literally firing more people than hiring. So I'm interning there and I'm seeing people crying at their desks because they've lost their jobs after like 10 years of working there. You know, these are guys who worked in like in the early, you know, like in the early 90s, you know, when Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee and all those guys were there. And then just Marvel just was not doing it. So at that point in time, I sort of made this decision. You know what? Maybe this comic thing is not maybe comics aren't going to work out. It seems like the industry is sort of falling apart. It's been falling apart for years. But, (laughs) you know, maybe maybe I should think about, um, you know, you know, expanding my horizons and essentially. Learning as much about art as I can. You know that so that there is no excuse why I couldn't get hired for anything. If it meant that I was coloring uh, coloring something, then so be it. If it meant I was drawing a background, so be it. If it meant I was drawing characters, so be it. And um, then after that, I was like, you know, you know, when I when time to come to college, I was going to go in for comics, and then uh, you know the comic thing was that wasn't going to work out. It seemed like, and then I wanted to do the an- like animation. 
so I wanted to go into animation. But at the time I got into college for animation, the animation industry fell apart. That's when Disney decided to, to close their studios and, and uh, Warner Brothers stopped doing it. And then I looked at the, the program and I was like, oh, I guess I better take the I'll take the, the cartooning illustration. So I kind of went back again. <laughs> oh, wow. But the thing about it is that it, taking that cartooning and illustration course, you know, stuff also sort of, again, allowed me to have an open, a more open perspective as to illustration in general. And when it came time to at the end in 20, 2003, in the summer of 2003, I think, or yeah, something like that, I had, um, um, I was, uh, I needed more credits. So I was like, you know what, let me go take an internship again, you know, to do the credits. Um, I couldn't get back into Marvel or DC because they just were filled out. But then I heard about this other one. It wasn't in my department, but it was working at uh, for Kids Productions on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. So that's sort of where I started. I was in there, you know, just you know, just doing the stuff, getting to know the people, and trying to absorb as much information as I can. You had Chuck uh, Patton on uh, pretty recently, and uh, he was pretty integral in actually getting me into the industry because um, at the time I was just, uh, you know, again, lowly intern doing, uh, you know, copies. I would, um, I used to do, we used to do some, I used to do something called, um, well, back in those days, what you call it scanning and clipping, right? It was literally because all storyboards in those days were all done on paper. So what you do is you had a scanner, you scan the pages in, and then what you do is you clip out the, um, the boards to prep them so that they can be made into animatics. So that's where I used to what I used to do, and I was pretty good at. It. I was also really I was pretty good at Photoshop because again I had the for sort of foresight. Like I want to learn as much of this stuff as possible. So in high school I learned to use Photoshop and all that sort of stuff. So I was you know I could do that sort of work, and that office was literally my my not office but my section the scanning and clipping station was literally outside the door of Chuck's you know director's office. Oh, well. And, you know, and, you know, I do my scanning and clipping, but then every so often when I'm not, you know, um, you know, they don't have anything to do. I was, you know, messing around with Photoshop and drawing and stuff in that. And he saw that and he's like, you know, um, you know, I see you working out there and doing your thing. You know, um, maybe, uh, you know, um, our color department, who's uh, who's uh, run by uh, Beatrice Ramos at a company called Dancing Diablo is having um you know, needs people to do to do some work for this for this commercial project. And she sort of asked around if anybody would be interested. And I see that you're really, you know, you're doing a lot of really cool work on here. So, you know, um, yeah, like, you know, here's uh, I'll give her name over to give, give you her name. Give you'll give her you know each other's names and, you know, just call you to work on a project. So I end up working at Dancing Diablo, which is a little production company in Dumbo. And just doing commercial work, like doing storyboards and stuff like that for that for that thing. Uh, my internship at um, Turtles ended. I got a nice little review from well, nice review from Chuck. And you know, when you were at Four Kids, they used to do a lot of release as an intern. They used to try to expose you to a lot of things. Like I got to sit onto into a, on a voice section. 
with um you know Chuck, where Chuck was directing the voices and Sue Blue um who you know who Sue Blue is right oh yeah a legend absolutely yeah she used to she used to do our and back in those days she used to do our voice direction work and so you would hear her from all the way out from LA directing our guys out in New York you know and I got to see the you know all the the you know the all four turtles they they used to record them all at time at once you know Michael Center Nicholas I think his name is no no I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong name. I can't remember the the guy who plays Leo. Who, who's, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I think he's right? so, yeah, name, right? He plays Dean Venture on the Venture Bros. Anyway, I you know I got to know and got to know him, and I got to know a couple of the other guy, a couple of the other guys. So yeah, like all of that, and I sort of just after that internship, I took another internship at Dancing Diablo, which who did the color design on the show. Okay, and that's how I that's how I sort of got in back in because eventually color work got moved back into um, uh, main for kids, and then I was doing stuff there. But I started as a background painter there, and then I went to character and prop color design. When I got in into the office, they realized that I had a lot of different other skills, so I would end up doing helping to fill out, you know, some like if there needed to be any sort of incidental characters, or if that we needed what was called an on-air background or or on-air character, which is essentially like it's a revision, but it's done from within the company itself, as opposed to sending it back to our animation studio and having them do the revision and then coming back. So it'd just be like it'd be like okay, we need a, a pan of a background. So I would just do the whole background and we just do it from there. So oh, wow. yeah. what, what, what kind of, so what kind of backgrounds did you do? This is what season two, three. Well, um, let's see. I worked on like when I came in, it was season two, but season one was airing or something like that. Because okay. it was a summer, it was the summer of 2003. So the show had already been in production already and it was already showing or was about to show or something like that. And then they were already starting on the second season. So I essentially got to follow from going from one internship to another. I got to sort of follow the show. I got to see the beginning. I did all the scanning and clipping for the animatics and all that other stuff. And then, uh, you know, when September came along, I was in, I was interning at Dancing Diablo. And I got to essentially follow the, my own work, some of the work that I had done at the at the other place. Oh, that's cool. That's so, very cool. So, and and there they, I sort of, tr they sort of trained you uh, on Dancing Diablo. They would train you to do like flatting, because you know, uh, to flat uh, flat color background. So I would assist in flat coloring characters for the character and prop guy at the time, and then I would also flat color backgrounds. And then eventually, I moved up to actual background design, um, not background design, back background color, background painting. So a couple of my early couple of my early works are actually on air were actually in one of the episodes in fact i did the christmas the christmas episode oh, um yeah. yeah like my what the like the one of the main shots of the christmas tree is one of mine where they actually let me fully do a few things like oh, they in let the house the there or whatever yeah yeah there was like an yeah, inside of the house i think they used it on the back of the 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 old tape uh of it <laughs> years oh, ago i have that behind me they i can i can check that yeah that's, that's mine that's essentially began off as you know that was mine and then essentially you know they did a little additional stuff to it and yeah that's one of mine a bunch of the battle nexus characters all all my a, a bunch of the monsters background incidental monsters i did 
character does, um, oh, color, nice. character color and nose and a couple of other things. So that's, so that's why I sort of, I uh, was able to sort of get into doing a bunch of different others because I had a lot of other skills. So, uh, but yeah, so I, <laughs> I did a lot of different things on there, but initially on our first few seasons, the, for the, the seasons, like, cause I worked, I think I worked there on two and three, or I think, you know, I don't know, like, um, you know, cause of the battle, battle nexus stuff. I think that's season two. I think. Yeah. Yeah, something like that too, because that's it's uh, end of, like it's end of season one and season two. I did all that, did stuff for that, and then you know a lot of that stuff was uncredited because it was all just under Dancing Diablo. So a lot of my early stuff for Turtles up to two thousand six or seven is uncredited, and it's just all credited as Dancing Diablo from our team that was over there. And then I think on fast forward, like we, I finally got a screen credit for my, for what I, for what the role I was doing and that, and that was a big one because I, I you know, I would, um, I will like, um, after my intern, I, I had to end my internship at dancing Diablo a little early cause it was affecting my grades at school. So I had to sort of, I left in like May around, you know, now, sure. um, because because uh, it just wasn't working out. So, but they, they gave me a, a nice, I stayed there long for a pretty long time and they gave me a nice little going away present and all that sort of stuff. But then eventually, eventually when 2000, the, 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 um, the lost season came along, yeah. they, they called me, they called me back and I, I did essentially um, that's when the show sort of got a little more complicated as far as color wise. So, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's like would have like season. Yeah, like in other words, like in the first season, we only had two, um, maybe three uh, color treatments per character. Okay. Like we would be day, night, and then it would be um, like uh, we had. Uh, I think it was called. Um, I can't. It was called. It was some sort of additional palette that we had. It was like a kind of a sepia palette. Okay. But then by season oh, five, yeah, the, yeah, the battle. Yeah, in the Battle Nexus, we had, uh, you know, not the Battle Nexus, but season five, we had a bunch of different palettes for all the different, like, we did, did these sort of watercolory backgrounds, and they needed all the the stock of characters to be done in the stuff. And the team did, the, you know, the guys that were there didn't have the time to do it. And being I had the experience, I literally blanket went through everything from Shredder to all those guys doing them all into different palettes. So they had all that for because they were all going to go into the stock. And whenever you you can call you can like what we would do is like you would have your stock of stuff right and then instead of reshipping things over and over and over again per episode you would refer to the stocks and the, and the stock was updated to include a bunch of you know characters from the series hmm. and those characters all had to be put into the different palettes and then called whenever you know on the boards whenever they needed to be shown. So how did you get <clears throat> turtles? Huh? How did you get like hired back in uh, when when season five came along? I mean, it's just because I had the experience from the show. Nice. Um, you know, I, uh, we did. There was a sort of transition between color supervisors at the time, and I sort of assisted in you know because I knew a little bit more about the show to help the new guy, uh, Mike Lipinski, who you also should talk to. He's also a really oh. great guy. Uh, uh, Mike Lipinski and Liz Artinian. Liz Artinian currently does the. Um, what is it? Um, Venture Brothers um, color design. She's been in the industry for years. She worked in all the way back until like Beavis and Butthead era. Oh, like, wow. Nickelodeon or um, 
MTV. MTV. But yeah, how I got it's just because I had the experience and I had been working with them ever since just on other projects. Dancing Diablo would always call me back for storyboard projects or other oh, unrelated cool. things. And they just this was like after I had already graduated college in 2004. So they're like, yeah, you know, like during 2004, I was working. Uh, you know, I just worked at um, Dancing Diablo and did on a bunch of different projects. Hmm. So that, it was just the, the thing they're like, oh, yeah, I, at the time I was they're just like, you know, we have this big thing coming along. And we, none of us at the on the main uh, Turtles team have any time to do this stuff. So we're going to hire you back for this. And then they hired me back again for for um, for the fast forward stuff. And it initially started at Dancing Diablo. And then there was a sort of a falling out between the two studios. And and then I ended up being the transition person to transition the all of the um, all of the all of the color work over to to um, for kids because um, you know again a lot of the a lot of the servers and a lot of the backups and stuff were all at Dancing Diablo so I literally you know you know because I knew the people left I was sort of the the go between between the two companies because there was a again there was this weird rocky relationship at the time. Interesting. And both sides knew me pretty knew me well, like from from the main the main force to the to the other part, and we just sort of like, I was like, you know what? Um, the, they they put out the thing the to see if they can you know, hire anybody from Dancing Diablo, and I sort of said, you know what? I guess I'll I'll, I'll go over and do it. And then I became the person to transfer all the data and all that stuff. And I make sure that everything was all stocked together and everything was all nice and kept um, so that I, and I knew the Dancing Diablo servers. So to set everything all up when we did everything over onto four kids. And then when I was at four kids, because they had um, there was a, you know, a time where they, they needed to get things done and they couldn't they didn't have the the their the color studio doing anything and so they hired to keep on schedule they hired a bunch of freelancers to sort of fill in the color roles and then i became the guy on staff at least the guy on staff to sort of look over all that sort of work and be and sit with our director roy burdeen to like get you know to really to get everything into the color space of the show because they were just hiring people willy-nilly to just fill in the roles to just sure. get the work done so that they had something because we're, I think we're on episode three of the, of the, or two of the of fast, fast forward when this whole falling out, because it was oh. a big stressful, it was a sort of big stressful situation because they canceled the previous season. Well, you know, the, the season five stuff, they didn't really cancel. They just more like the companies, like are the, the guys upstairs didn't like the direction of the show when the show was done, so they just literally just abandoned it. Yeah, for those who don't and, know in the audience, uh, so when it aired originally, it went from season four, yeah, skip season five, the Ninja Tribunal episodes, and went right along yeah. when the show kind of I don't know rebooted, but reformatted with fast forward. Yeah, the the soft reboot, which was yeah. fast forward, um, because it like the a lot of things happened at the time where the they things were getting pretty dark on the show and I feel like a lot of the, the higher ups were not liking the direction. So mm. one way they tried to, to, they say this sort of lighten up the show was by doing lighter colors and brighter stuff for it. But there's still a lot of things that just didn't work out very well. I mean, there's, I think there's the garb, there's at least one episode that was just totally cut from the, from it. 
Oh yeah, the uh, but, Stockman crazy death something. No, no, that's the the zombie uh, back to Stockman stuff. That's still that was the uh, that was aired. That episode oh. did come out. It's the one with um, the garbage man and um, what's his name and Hun, where essentially garbage man was a, a conjoined twin, and he uh, and oh, he. <laughs> I think I heard about this. This uh, now there's a there's a there's a thing that uh, uh, if you'll read on the net they'll say that the episode was never finished. No, the episode was fully animated. I've seen it. The thing is that they just scrapped it. They just said no. They just so they just tossed it out. It's they're like we because when the time came to air that season because what happened because we jumped into production for fast forward so quickly that it essentially caused a huge space in the time of, of, um, you know, episodes. So if you remember like in the original airing, we think we aired only a few episodes of fast forward and then that's it. We didn't have any more. So they, they said they, they were like, all right. So Mariah, it's so coming and season five was funded directly by Mirage and for kids in order to, so that the show could still continue to run because we still have the, had our slot. So they essentially finished off season five and stuck it in that slot and, uh, you know, and, and aired, aired it as the lost season. Oh, wait. So, okay, wait. So that, that Baxter stock, I'm oh, sorry, that, that Garbage Man one that didn't air, was that supposed to be part of season four? Uh, it was five, I think. Oh, wow. So they, they, aired a, they skipped five, then they aired a little bit of six, then showed five, then finished six. Is that right? Yes. That's what oh happened. Oh gosh, I don't I didn't even remember this. Okay. Yeah. So it's it was a weird sort of sort of situation again because we had we ju- we literally were in the midst of, of doing we were still doing stuff for season season 5 on on you know when we're working on fast forward like doing retake notes and, and then they just uh, they cut the line and they said all right, we're not we're not we're not finishing this one anymore. I'm curious so, what that felt like. I mean, uh, overall like having done all this work and then hearing it's not going to air. I mean like yeah, it was weird because I feel like a lot of the, a lot of some of the students like there was not even an explanation. Like we literally, as soon as we aired the season five, um, you know, because we it was like season four, and then it has the whole tribunal thing, and yep. then there was a trailer for fast forward at the end of it, which is the opening. I think it was the not the opening titles, but it was like a version of the of of some of the animations for fast forward. So they're like. I, I, at least as a person who likes, you know, episodic, you like episodic TV. He's like, what, what, wait, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> why, why are we doing, why don't we just finish this off? And then gives us enough time to finish off fast forward and then we can come back. And it was only like, no. thir- if, season five was only like 13 episodes. It wasn't like a crazy long season either where they'd have to wait. No, it was all, only, it was only supposed to be a short season. Yeah. Um, But uh, you know, I, I think again, like they, and uh, so, yeah, the, the, they felt that the show got too dark and they really wanted um, to do something different. But they didn't. I think a lot of the the, the people, the, you know, the higher ups involved didn't want to invest in something like a total reboot. Hmm. So if you notice, like like fast forward is sort of a, a sort of a soft reboot. Right. Yeah. And it's I th- we originally were going there was a couple of ideas that were thrown around at the time, like which was a total you know, again, a total light reboot of the show where in other words, where it would be, you know, lighter for kids and all that sort of stuff. It was that sort of thing, but they didn't want to invest in something like a full on reboot. So 
you get fast forward, which is sort of a semi reboot where we're still using elements from the previous shows, but sort of repainted and reconfigured around to look like the new show. You know, so. I'm always curious how that affects a guy like you, where like you have, you know, assets, right? You have all this stuff mm-hmm. built for five years and you're kind of making the same show, but then you have to redesign and redo everything. Like, does it, is it, are you kind of just scrapping what you had before? Well, initially the biggest thing that would happen whenever we would, the reuses usually happen mostly on backgrounds. Okay. Uh, and so you could, you could sort of reuse a previous background, but sort of rework it a little bit. Okay. So like, um, you know, essentially use some of the, and then simplify a couple of things and sort of to get it to work in there. So like, if you see like some episodes take place in the past during the first season where you mm-hmm. like, I think the shredder fell down and, you know, after he got the, the um, I think the water tower falls on him or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, we have sections that take place there, but so we s- sort of redesigned all the characters and then effectively reused a lot of the backgrounds, but just sort of pumped the color of them. And one of the other things about fast forward is again, they're also sort of cutting our budget at the same time. Yeah. So we got rid of all color palettes besides day. So everything is painted day. So day is not night is day, day is day. All of it's always, always the same color palette. So we, that's how we sort of saved it. Also the style that, that the style is all purely Roy's, um, like um design because he's very into that sort of bruce tim and sort of stuff so essentially adjusting the the style of the show to make it simpler to kind of keep the animation quality up despite the budget being cut interesting yeah i was always curious about that i was like you know like are they really because usually it comes with some sort of budget cut too so like are they really saving Mm -hmm. money when you have to redesign everything well you're not really to redesign you're only redesigning um a lot of the redesigns were just a lot of the main, obviously the main cast and all that sort of mm. stuff. But yeah, whenever we, they would obviously take advantage of the reuse. But again, like if any, again, if a character from the previous season had to show up, like pre, they had to sort of, you know, rework them to fit with the new style of the new show. But a lot of it was just like sort of redrawing the, the things a little bit more angular, taking sure. away things and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it was, um, it was. It wasn't. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's. I think it. It. It ended up working out a lot of ways, yeah. you know. But again, like we are. This was a time where we're sort of getting our budget cut, and we're trying to figure out how ways to do best to do these do these things, as well as make the the toy company happy. Because at the point when Turtles originally started, it was all about. It was. A, it was a joint project between four kids, Mirage, and. Um, Dongwu Animation, which was our animation studio. So they were all, that's why season one looks amazing because the, the, the the Korean studio had a stake in it. And also was, it's also um, essentially, you know, that was how it was also why the animation quality was high. I think they could, they, they were, they were in, it. it was part of it. But then as the years gone on, they sort of pulled out from that. And then I think that's also when the animation quality went down because we were just, we weren't, we weren't a priority. We were just another show, which in of thousands of shows that they, that they were producing. I see. And then eventually it was mostly playmates that was flipping the bill because our toys, even all the way up to 2000 and you know, the end of our show, 
that's what kept our show on the air because our toys were the, the were not only the the cheapest on the market, but also it still had that nostalgia of the parents who you know people that were our age now having kids and going out there. Oh, I remember Ninja Turtles, and oh, hey, this is not you know I get this you know for I bought so a ton of them. Doing, I have a bunch behind yeah. me. It was doing it did very well for for us. So that's why our show sort of came on, and then also again. In the original, when we first started, Turtles, you know, like where Playmates had requests, but they didn't essentially affect the show. By by fast forward time, they had more say as to what was going to go on to the uh, on air. They really wanted to do future toys. Interesting. So those, we the, the toys they made were actually like. Oh no, we, we here's the thing. Like one thing about like those requests, you know, even Peter like. I, and I give it to um, uh, to our producer, um, you know, Lloyd Goldfine. Like he, like you know, he got to know Peter Laird very well, to the point where Peter trusted us. Whenever these crazy requests would come out from the toy company saying, "Hey, listen, we really want to do this or we want to do that," he trusted Lloyd to essentially make something legible out of this this craziness that was coming out of them. <laughs> so. You know, he was able to sit like, like, I know a lot of fans don't care for the last two seasons of of the of the 2003 show, but they could have been a lot worse if it hadn't been for Lloyd and Roy and essentially sort of smoothing out the edges of this of these mandates that have been come. They sort of came down from the from the from the toy company. I I, I mean I. I sort of as a rule i don't like to hate on anything i i, I just mm-hmm. i don't know i i, I love, even the shitty stuff which i don't consider this to be mm-hmm. but like even crazy stuff like you know the, the musical tour and all that i love everything about turtles uh but like, i mean but, that's the, that's the one thing i found that's the one thing i found getting to know the fans that you know working on the show like it doesn't matter if you worked on like next mutation or if you worked on you know uh, you know the, the you know some of the stuff that we did like they a lot of the fans have have, there's have a love for the for the property you know yeah. in general and that's one of the things that when we needed help doing fast forward i mean not fast forward during um turtles forever we went to the fans interesting I and we that. used to have a we used to actually have a presence on the the turtle the technodrome forum if you go back there are some there's some um uh, some of our guys used to used to go on there and um, you know, do stuff like we used to look at the Technodrome forms and and see the reactions whenever the air was the, the oh, air that's stuff. Cool. I didn't know that I was yeah. on the Technodrome forms at that time. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like um, and then from, you know, again, from back to back to me, it's like, again, as our as our, you know, budget gets constrained and, you know, the stuff they started depended more on all of us to sort of chip in to sort of get this thing to keep looking cool. So, I mean, like, then again, we come to like back to the sewers, and by then again, we're you know we're doing a semi, we're doing another semi reboot. Um, for that one was for that one again. It has to sort of do with the toy company because they didn't want to make um, turtles toys in the style of our show anymore. Okay, they at the time the Ninja Turtles the new CGI Ninja Turtles movie had come out yeah. and all of their lines got turned into that stuff. Okay. So we we adjusted the show to look like the somewhat like the toys because what they were doing is we would have like like um 
cycles and all kinds of other funky things, you know, from that, from that, from that they were making in general for the movie stuff. And it'll be also mixed with our stuff. So you have like cyber shredder and then you'd have viral, but then you'd have the movie turtle. So we tried to uh, unite the brand, unite the brand with a little bit of the, of the, of the, of the, the movie they had just come out with. Interesting. Because I, I noticed it's, all, it's it's also it's also why like also the other thing about it is that there were two different ideas that were thrown out to this because they obviously wanted to get the turtles back into the the current era because they were in the future. So there was some originally we had the real lost season is the second season of Ninja Turtles Fast Forward. Oh, and that sh we were halfway the uh, early in production, like maybe three episodes or three or four episodes into that, that show. So if you ever see any old interviews with us, we always say whenever we talk about um, season, oh, what is it? Um, fast forward was six, right? That'd be seven. Yeah. So, yeah. That was uh, fast forward was seven. No, fast, we sorry, fast talking, forward is six. And then I guess two of fast forward would have been seven. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Whenever we talk about the uh, back to the sewers, we always call it season eight. Because and even in our file formats, oh. it was always called season eight because we did actually where you actually did have a production a production of a season seven for fast forward. But we got again, we got cut halfway through because they were not they didn't want to do it because, again, Playmates did not want to do any more of the sci fi toys anymore. So we couldn't we didn't. So a lot of those some of those ideas got tossed into the season into season eight which is back to the sewers oh the cyber splinter and all that stuff or yeah yeah the cyber splinter then the cyber there was two ideas that were thrown around for season for back to the sewers it was one was they go into the past they come back from the future from the future and they team up with miniature like young versions of themselves that in fact if you you can go back in time on Peter Laird's blog. He actually posted the, that image, which was like the turtles and then their, their, their little kid versions of them. The other idea was an idea that came down from um, not Lloyd. It was um, one of the heads at for kids of uh, productions who had this idea for a cyber world. So it was between those two different ideas. And we end, we ended up going with the cyber world idea. But the funny thing is, that if you look at some of the cyber I, cyber um, vehicles, they are weird things like snowmobiles and stuff like that. That's because yeah. Playmates again wanted. Um, they made all these different things, you know, random things that uh, for turtles, and they wanted us to work them into the show. So that's why it's like, okay, now now they're riding a snowmobile, <laughs> like a cyber snowmobile with a with a Tron thing in the back. Sure, it's so weird, but, like. So did they not like what came out of Fast Forward or like, okay, we got what we want out of that. Now let's go back. To the, let's go to. Well, it was really more about the movie. It was all about the okay. movie at that point in time. And then again, that's like they, they, they had, they were going full force into the movie and it really, that's part of the reason why that sort of happened. You know, I don't uh, think really at that point in time, it's like, they, they, again, they wanted to pull, they, they were expecting that movie to do gangbusters and they wanted to focus on which I don't blame them for. So again, get the turtles back. Cause you got, you got to realize like least cartoons back in those days, not so much nowadays, they're pretty much commercial, like 30 minute commercials for the, for the toys, yeah. for the toys that are coming out. 
And if you're told, if your show, and there's a, there's a difference between your show and in your brand, you're not really doing the job that you're supposed to be doing. Sure. You know, whereas so not only, you know, obviously again, not only just obviously making cool looking, you know, making cool shows, but you're also sort of, you know, backdoor advertising for the toys that are eventually going to be coming out. Yeah. Cause another thing about it, there was never, correct me if I'm wrong. There were never back to the sewer toys. No, right? it was the, nope. it, the expanded line of the 2007 TMNT movie with like yep. dinosaurs and other shit like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, there and, was our stuff. It was our stuff mixed in with that thing. And again, that's why we sort of, we reworked the, we worked, reworked the character designs to look, look a little, look a little bit more like the show. Yeah, a little more like the movie. Yeah. They had pupils in their eyes all of a sudden and stuff like that. It's just morally just more mostly for brand unity for that. And that's also being that um, you know, if you notice the next thing that we did after that, which was um Turtles Forever, we went back to the fast forward designs because at yep. that point in time we're not trying to sell any toys. We're just this was a film that was funded by Mirage and funded by um you know, uh, for kids productions or for, for kids entertainment. So we didn't need to really bend to any sort of the demands that the toy company had as far as, because as you know, that it was just really more of a celebration of all things turtles at the time. You know, asking that, which is like 30th anniversary. Let, let me ask that uh, with turtles forever. So the show was canceled by that time or you guys knew the days were numbered or we don't, or you don't. Um, here's the thing. Like we, there was always there was, we were always. I would have to say, at C by season season five and uh, season six and on, we were always surprised when we got renewed. Okay, because that we we again it. If you notice, like the season, like if you want to call the um, the the lost season season five, that could, we initially they initially made it like have like an ending, you know. Okay. April and Casey sense. get together, they save the world, all that sort of stuff. So, but we always try to leave a little bit more open if there is a new show. Sure. So like, yeah, from season six and see all the di different ones, we left a little bit open, but we also tried, we knew that there, that the shows was eventually going to be closing up. But I think, again, the thing, thing that kept us on air was just the, the toy sales. So with like when season six comes like, oh, we, you know, we are like, oh, we're getting another one. Oh, we're getting another one. It's like, <laughs> so I, but I think, I think the way we ended off was probably the best way we could have ever ended. We not oh, only yeah. had an end, we not only had a definitive ending for the series, but we also got to do this badass movie at the end, which was our first four way into like, like doing HD like that's how old our show was like our show was literally done in the era of semi uh you know like before hd so we're all like <laughs> like i was we used to review like um uh take ones on videotapes we had a little station in all of our you know in our in our in our department we just watched the the thing and do no like color notes or retake notes is there anything that's how it was that's amazing. Until until Turtles Forever, where we had to, where we finally were doing essentially get to do a letterbox presentation. We had to readjust all of our storyboard us to to work for this for the new format and just try to figure all of that stuff out. I think in in season 
six, um, at least the color department, not the color department, the um, art department, uh, maybe, yeah, like the, uh, the art department essentially moved to a whole digital format. Like during during fast forward, they went to because they were still drawing on paper. Wow! <laughs> like our uh, at, like we have like um like at least I think um for uh like when we when finally when we when um Paramount bought the Ninja Turtles franchise when we shipped over everything we had things of paper from all the way up to season you know, again the season six which was all still on paper. So then we we you know for first you know season six uh, what is it he seven something okay. like that so see we like season six what, season seven six or I think what was the last seven yeah I think seven was a fully digital a digital fully digital pipeline because we were still oh, drawing on fast forward we're still drawing on paper wow. <laughs> the, at least the at least the character designs were drawing on paper but yeah but seven eight and uh, seven and eight was uh was the um was all digital so like yeah we're all all this stuff happening at the same time you clarified something crazy. It's, so, it's so curious to me like i was always curious about when and how fast forward ended because it's like there is a whole new show there's no other and they did some interesting stuff like like bishop they did some cool stuff with bishop and other interesting stuff in the story and then like yeah. all of a sudden oh like our train back to the past is here we're gonna hop on like there's no like <laughs> It just weirdly transitioned, and that explains yeah. it because it wasn't planned on. That's really interesting. Yeah, it wasn't really it wasn't really planned on. And we were, you know, at least uh, we just yeah we just sort of. I think the last I think the last episode of Fast Forward was like they're in space and they save people everybody from that um, ooze guy um, Shogunabo on right. the moon, yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, so they sort of, we had a whole new season. We had another season sort of explaining that sort of stuff. And season seven, we had, um, the, we had the cyber turtles, which were like these, um, like combining robot turtles that, okay. that, that, um, Darius Dunn had invented be- and then I think he loses weight and he becomes like this kind of like kingpin muscly guy. And okay. we, we do some all kinds of other other kinds of crazy stuff. There was at least if there was at least four episodes or four or five episodes, I, I think that were done on there. Which eventually some of them made it into the into um into the back of the sewers. The shrinking Serling episode was a leftover, and oh. and there was another one that was in there. But yeah, season. But in season eight, that's when I was. Um, well, I did the DVD cover for the the lost season. I wanted to ask you about that. That was actually that it's was the ninja the, the ninja tribunal one. Yeah. And um yeah, it's like again, like they knew that I had all these different skills and they knew they were like, you know, what we need um our usual guy Kari Randolph, he was busy doing some other projects and I'm like, I'll do it. And they're like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> so I did the cover for it and it was actually really nice to be able to do it because I was like we kind of got to put a little. I got kind of got to put a little bow on the end of that season, where we actually got to put it out. Yeah. On deep, you know, and get, and I wanted to give it this really epic sort of cover, so I did like digital painting. I digitally painted the whole thing, and so it's great. It, and it must I nice too to have like a ta- like for shows that were largely digital, or at least I guess later on, to have some mm-hmm. tangibles, kind of cool. I'm sure. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. it was it was really cool to to, to be able to again put a nice little bow on it and. Um, 
I think at that time when we did, we were, uh, I was, yeah, it was just really cool to, to be able to do that. And, and then you also did the uh, Turtles Forever poster, right? Yes, I did. Um, I did actually a lot on Turtles Forever. Well, parts of Back to the Sewers and to Turtles Forever. So again, Turtles Forever, I, the way I sort of looked at it, is it was, that was the end. Because we all sort of knew in the, in, in the Back to the Sewers that it, things were getting close. They were not talking too much about new seasons and stuff <laughs> like that. But again, Lloyd always, Lloyd and Roy always had something coming, you know, some sort of idea and like, you know, going in the back of their head. That's the, I think that in the beginning of Back to the Sewers, they, they gave the idea of the Shredder War deal. Um, but for Turtles Forever, it was, I, um, we actually started talking about that for the end of of the, I think uh, back to the sewers. I think we did a Comic Con like panel of, of talking about uh, about that stuff, and I just looked at it as like, okay, we, this is going to be our big moment. And, you know, if this is going to be the end, I we want to go out for the bang. So, I think at the time we had already. Um, we sort of blew out a lot of, uh, at least Lloyd said, you know, he's like, um, well, we don't have any budget for anything. So I literally just said, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it for free. Totally. Oh, wow. Just give it. Yeah. So I, on my off time, I just, you know, you know, when I, you know, or I'm not working at the office, I was, you know, doing the Turtles Forever cover. And then next day I was going back and doing the, <laughs> doing the stuff. And we really needed to get it ready for, um, I think a San Diego Comic Con premiere, but unfortunately they couldn't get the poster printed up in time and all that stuff because graphics needed to work over it or whatever. But um, was it uh, tough? Yeah. To, like you know, because you'd been drawing these the, the 2003 turtles for so long, was it tougher to like recapture the 80s turtles in some way? Or no, actually, it actually is kind of hard because it it was kind of hard nice. because a lot of them are sort of um, it like sort of you know, that's part of the reason why we sort of changed this, the style a little bit to something angular. It's a lot easier to draw like straight lines than it is to draw, you know, sort of, you know, roundy bouncy lines. So it, was, sure. it took me a little while. The turtles took a long time, a little while for me to get it right, but I, I did it. Hmm. And the other thing that was difficult was drawing the, the turtle blimp. Cause I wanted to, I put the turtle blimp on that. Yeah. Cause uh, the idea, the idea for the cover was essentially the, the idea came from Transformers, the movie, actually. So you remember oh, that yeah, cover where they're like, Shredder's Unicron. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's that's, awesome. that was, a, that was the sort of idea. Cause like, there's like, I always remember that being such an awesome looking cover where you yeah. see them like shooting at Unicron. He's in the center. So that was this sort of thing the the, the oh, Technodrome wow. was now this sort of big floating like thing in, you know, like they redesigned the, you know, our Shredder redesigned the Technodrome and essentially just, made it like what we do and then also like just working in all those the different iterations of the turtle and then my little thing on the side was like i i also wanted to again our turtles forever was supposed to be an all-encompassing sort of celebration of the turtles franchise from everything from you know this to that although i don't think nick's mutation made it in there <laughs> but but i know we know how uh we know in a little clip up there. I think it did. I could be wrong. I, I can't remember, but I, I know that Peter Laird did not like the next mutation, oh, I but yeah. I wanted to at least get some of the movie stuff. So I put in the Toka Rizar um, characters that we put in there. Cause just, again, oh, nice. you know, that's awesome. They're on the sides. And yeah. then there's also, there's also a bunch of other funky stuff all over the place that I hid in there. In fact, there's actually, if you go, if you, I don't know how, how, 
high resolution the images, but if you zoom in really close, I think on the right side on the buildings, you actually see the classic turtles. So it's a little yes! a little Easter egg that the turtles are right I didn't know that was there. That's great. Yeah, I, I hid them in the poster because oh. at that time we knew where we were gonna do Mirage Turtles. But I'm like, man, we gotta we gotta get them in there. So and 80s Shredder and Krang are on the opposite building. Yep, they're on okay. the 80s. Yeah. Are Bebop and Rock City on here? I don't I don't see them. I'm looking. I think uh, I think I I didn't pull I didn't put them in that one. This is I great. I, I, I love I mean I love Turtles Forever. I, I it's such a great mm -hmm. like it, it is. It's like such a great celebration of the whole brand. And I, I watched it recently for the first time, maybe a couple of years, and it was yeah. man, it holds up. The only the, like, the only thing that it misses is the, the voices, the classic four. I wish they had those. Other than that, it's yeah. Like, that was a that was a big thing because um I at least I surmised the reason why that happened is because um Lloyd put out well put out the you know the the call to everybody and everybody was you know james avery was still alive then um you know uh, you know all of their to all of those guys the original cast of the turtles but i think the the biggest thing that not uh, i don't not only money but i also think it's also because our show was a non-screen a non-guild show we did not have a screen actors guild anything screen no directors guild nobody on our show yeah and it's part of the you know our you know so in order to be able to do that sort of stuff you have to have be part of the a guild show but that's kind of the way how for kids and you know save that's how a lot of shows save money right um they sort of don't they don't do guild prices and then they don't need to pay residuals but right. nowadays residuals aren't even a thing anymore because uh they all depend on re um, re-airing of, of 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 things now sure but now since people most people don't watch uh, you know watch regular tv they watch streaming the residual system doesn't work for um for for, for most streaming pro uh, programs oh wow i don't i think uh, I don't, at least uh, at least that for, as far as i know i don't think the screen actors guild has created a rate or anything like that for continuous um uh you know for for anything like that i think Big actors like Scarlett Johansson and stuff have special deals for whenever streaming happens. But I think for, you know, actors like, you know, Camp Clark and all those guys, they're not get, seeing any sort of residuals for the things that they have done. And or if they do, are, it's a very tiny check, not like it was back in the day. Let me ask you this. Uh, do you know where Turtles Forever came from? Right. I don't know if that question makes sense, but like. I know you said it wasn't really involved like with the major production and I, I don't think mm -hmm. Roy had a huge hand in it. I don't think. Uh, Roy actually did have a part in it. Yeah. You know, but the thing about it is that he, again, we were, this is the, the signs that we were closing up shop. They let him go before he had, um, he got final cut on the, on the move on the film. Yeah, I think he told so he vaguely I, I he three years ago, but I'm trying to remember. I don't remember him. Yeah, he directed. He directed like initially production wise, he as far as art stuff, he directed all of that sort of stuff. But as soon as when this the, the when the when the for the take ones and all that stuff started coming in, they already let him go. And that's how we knew things were going. We already knew things were kind of going closing up right. shop, just little things here and there. We knew it was sort of coming. But then when they let go of Roy and then they let go of our color supervisor, um, Reginald Butler. Then we're like, all right, yeah, this is we're closing, we're we're closing up here soon. Sure. But I think we ended. I I, I and, and a couple of the other guys continue to stick around because they rolled us into the chaotic card game. That's where I eventually was ended up. Oh, interesting. So, but um, 
uh what was it um so yeah so he like yeah roya didn't really get final cut but and that's where i sort of helped to fill in because obviously lloyd was going to be doing the editing and stuff but he couldn't he didn't do any so he couldn't do a lot of the art um retakes notes hmm. so i helped him out and i just like you know i would watch the take ones make any notes that i saw do any redraws that needed to be done for any sort of for the animation studio to make sure that they had you know the proper reference whenever we needed to do any sort of you know notes and stuff like that and that's what i did i mean i didn't get any sort of i mean they gave me additional credits on the show on it i, I got my character design credit although i i did character design on um what was it back to the sewers and i got my character cr design credit on the on the turtles forever i also got a boarding um credit on turtles forever okay because uh, um i actually animated two sequences in it oh which ones um it, they're short there's one shot of a, of some guys um some of the purple dragons like coming up and shooting okay. they needed an additional shot there and i animated that and then i also animated when krang is being held by the shredder and he goes go figure really short stuff okay cool so I animated two shots for the thing, so they gave me that sort of thing. I, I, I tried to again, like I, the way I looked at it. If this is going to be the last thing that we ever did, I'm going to try to. It doesn't matter if I'm getting paid for this stuff. I'm just going to try to, you know, do as much to make this the best thing. If we're going to go out, this is going to be the best thing that we've ever done. And man, did you guys definitely deliver on that? Like. It really is one of the coolest things to happen in Ninja Turtle history. It, it, it's such a great crossover. Like, you know, it was even kind of semi-duplicated mm -hmm. later. Like, it's so good. And one it of the all the right beats. It was fantastic. One of the things that I, uh, like, like we, we really, you know, again, a lot of us are old school Turtles fans. We um, really wanted to get the, the, the look right on the original show yeah. stuff. So um, what happened was we... Uh, initially, because um, uh, we're just using all the, the design work from the original show, we got kind of these sort of loosely like we from Mirage, we got a bunch of um, the character sheets from the show, but it would they were all incomplete. Like we didn't have a rear for certain characters or all this mm -hmm. other stuff. So we had to fill in and clean up all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, when it came to the color work, when I when I was just doing the the, the color design on the characters, I really wanted to get that original feel of the show. So, all the page all the color pages had um, Pantone color values on them. Okay. So what I did was I used that, and then, you know how like when film uh, if film gets old, it sort of turns brown. Okay. So I added an additional warm color onto everything to kind of give that sort of feel of the sh of the older show. So if you look at it, it like if you if you see some of the shows like the the Our Turtles Forever stuff where you see stills of it, sometimes it can be really difficult to tell if it's if it's the original show, just because of the the stuff that we did. We also had um, because we had so many spaces in our design work, we actually called up the fans. We um, contacted a bunch of the a bunch of the people in the community who still had original background um, paintings and asked if we, he could scan them for us. So we needed oh, them wow. to try to keep them. So if you look at the credits in the thing, they also we also thank the fans. We're literally thanking the fans because we're thanking them because of how much they helped out on making Turtles Forever in general. That's um, awesome. I didn't know that. That's so cool. 
so yeah, like uh, there's um, like we have we had some really nice high, high resolution scans of the of the layer that we could give over to the you know to the to the animation studio to do their paintings off of. Also, like one thing about the the classic turtle stuff, unfortunately, we didn't we kind of did these essentially took a bunch of screenshots of the of the backgrounds okay and essentially handed over them over to the to the to the animation studio and they essentially repainted them wow so like in other words like stuff from the intro like if you look at some of the the backgrounds yeah you'll see that there's a lot of them are actually classic backgrounds from the show because we literally just that. took a screen we actually took screenshots of them essentially you know painted out all the different things and then literally sent them to the studio and said we put a big like thing on the uh, like um thing on the corner that said for reference only because our animation studio had a like a nice little a fun little habit of using our actual production work on screen especially back in the day when we were still using paper and you, like hundredth generation um um copy machine um scans we would use you know to do our our background paintings on and then they they would literally put that on air. So then you'd see all these little dots and things all over the place because the artwork wasn't cleaned very well. So, but yeah, well, that's how we got all the backgrounds to work. And then again, we had to fill out all the turtle, the missing turtles and then, you know, missing designs. So um, April, the rear of April, and then essentially do a bunch of different things. And then when I was designing the, um, you know the color palettes for them for the different um because what we on turtles what we used to do was we have um formulas so we have a specific specific formulas for different occasions so like if it's real we call it like a high contrast so it would be like a high contrast version so like if there's like a really bright light on the characters you know like let's say a flat a big like turns on we okay. had a formula for that and i designed all like a silhouette version of them like stuff like that so what I did was for the classic turtles, I made sure that the silhouettes looked like the original um, silhouettes that you see from the original um, cartoon. Oh wow! Where they're like, where they're like, you know, you see the first shot of them all in silhouettes, and they're all like backlit and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to make sure that their their um, silhouette form looked like that. So when with again, when the first shot when you saw the turtles jump off the building, yeah, it sort of felt like that intro a little bit. The um. Now, did you guys actually have to like? Did you guys go back and watch the old cartoon episodes? The old cartoon for we Reverend? watched we um. So when Lloyd was doing um, Turtles Forever, and he had the plan for it, and he knew about the whole dimension and all that all other stuff, and that's how we got our in to kind of getting the turtles into our world, into our place. Um, we told him just to watch the first um pilot episodes because oh, those are the. Those are the ones that essentially spell out the rest of the show. Yeah, and that's what we pretty much we told them to uh, to do, and that's what he based off. But I feel like I, the only thing, like the biggest issue that I think a lot of the people who remember the original show we had was just like the I felt like they are laying a little too hard into the old turtles. Um, as far as they like, they made them a little goofier than they kind of yeah. actually were. But I, I mean, we I think in general. I think um, Peter Laird has a doesn't never really liked the no. classic turtles, and I think he, I think they that sort of worked its way into the show into the into into it a little bit. You know, I've heard that criticism, but I don't entirely agree with that. I feel like you know, and I love the original cartoon. I have 
Mm -hmm. I I still watch it as an adult and enjoy it a lot. Yeah. There's some goofy shit in there, right? No, I mean, no, no. It gets, it it gets, it gets goofier. But if you look at, if you look, if you look at it from a creative person's standpoint, the version of the turtle, the version of your, your creation that, that everybody knows. Yeah. Is not even the version that you created. Yes, it's the yeah the goofiest. It's like in other words, it's like Stan, like Stanley, the version of Spider Man that you see that Stanley and Dis- did co created. That has always been Sp- Spider Man. Yeah, but when it comes to turtles, the only the version that most people are familiar with are the colored headbands, are yeah. those sort of things. Sure. And I feel like, I feel like I think he 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 may have felt a little bit slighted on it. If you also look at what Wolf did. On the other side of that, all of his char- all of his original creations kind of subvert all of the classic characters. Krang is the boss of the Shredder, mm. the original, well, the original character that Kurt Layer created. Yeah, and a lot of the other things are all sort of kind of conjugated around. So I can understand why he might have a little bit of an animosity for it. But you he's know, but they, he's never really said it, at least as far as I know. But I feel like that might have been it. I know there's a feeling that that the first show uh, got away from them and that, th- mm. that he didn't want that to be duplicated for the 2003 show, which is why I think he had. A- yeah. And that's why he, he sort of, that's why, again, it took a lot of convincing to, for Lloyd to get Peter to sign off for this one. Well, to, say, like, to, 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 to Peter Laird's credit it, with him not having, you know, with him having reservations about the eighties turtles, mm-hmm. the fact that he wanted that he endorsed this thing at all is, is fantastic. So, yeah. Well, and also the other, and also getting Turtles Forever to even happen was a big thing, because you also have to understand. You know, like you think, oh man, it's just the Ninja Turtles. You just put these guys. There's a reason why we never got Bebop or Rocksteady on our show, and it's not because Peter Laird didn't want them. Oh, interesting. It's because it's because the original because Wolf owned those, still owned those a portion of those characters. <gasps> so. In order for Turtles Forever to happen, we needed to pay Wolf in order to do in order to get all those things to happen, and we didn't get everything. That's why the music. That's why you don't hear the classic Ninja Turtles theme, because oh, we the original the original um, musician who made that song owns the rights to that. And he any, yeah, no he shit. owns the rights to the he owns the rights to the original to the original song. So anytime that song ever shows up. Or well, like I think maybe a cover. Uh, anytime that show needs ever ca- shows up, they need they need to pay him. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I that, don't know what. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, God. No, no, I was gonna say I know that the so, rights stuff. There's like a lot of yeah. Like, I think I think it was Eastman and Laird's desire to kind of give people a piece of the pie generously, but mm-hmm. I know later on, like even some of the right stuff now with Viacom, like they don't own certain characters as a comics character. Yes. It's yes. all over the place. Yeah. It's all over the place. And then obviously since these guys know that they can, they, that they, that they can get a pretty big penny from, from a, uh, from a, a company like Viacom, they're going to charge a whole bunch of money just to get them, get the rights to it. So that's, that's what helped. That's why it was so crazy that even turtles forever could even happen. Us getting to do classic turtle, cl- classic turtles, yeah, was totally off the board. Like we could never, like if we wanted to make a no, like it would have been cool if we could have ever been able to do, like you know, just just to hit that nostalgia button, do a, a fun, a, like old school movie and all that. Stuff. We couldn't even do that. So again, getting all the the ducks in a row to get to get the the you know to get Krang, to get Bebop and Rocksteady, to get a lot of the thing 
that was a big part of it. I so, love how, again. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. I, I love how you guys worked everything. Like everything. That's it. I, I don't like agree with the criticism that like it's a little hard on the old turtles because it kind of pays off in lots of cool ways. Like, like Bebop and Rock City really kind of saved the turtle multiverse in that story. And it's, Be- Bebop and Rock City, I feel, are the most. They they they're the most like themselves. But I yeah. do feel like I feel like the turtles the turtles feel a little too goofy. Mostly mostly in Leonardo. I feel like Leonardo shouldn't always be laughing about things. Also, true, true. the other thing about it. Also, um, the the version of Turtles Forever that's out on Blu-ray, uh, that's not even on Blu-ray, it's on DVD. Yeah, is a cut version from television. I know. Which which I think I I, I wish and like that was the big thing that we wanted to do. Like we wanted it was our first HD production, so that meant we would have had a nice Blu-ray. I did the poster for it, and once it came out it would have been really cool but once it got over to nickelodeon they almost like didn't want know what to do and then just slapped it out slapped out the the the, um tv edit onto dvd which i think in england i think in england they have the full version but i can't i'm not sure does youtube have the proper version because i think it was a few minutes Uh, i don't know uh yeah youtube has the proper version and they, they got that from the website Interesting. Because we, um, when we did, when we did the, we we aired the director's cut at one point, and then yes. we also put it on the website. And I think the one that you see on YouTube is the one from our old um, for kids website. <laughs> I hate having to watch like, and I, I, I hate having to watch like YouTube because I have the DVD. I hate having to watch yeah. YouTube, like the official. There's also a Muppet special from the '80s that like only the official full version is on YouTube. So I have to watch it at Christmas time on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's yeah. A, it's a weird it's a, it stinks because again we had all this again first HD production letterbox all this really like just the all the pulling out all the stops to try to get this thing and then finally once it does get over to to, to because again like at the end of production there was always there was whispers that that a bunch of you know that peter was looking to sell the property over to somebody else and we actually for kids actually tried to get it oh wow yeah they for kids tried to get because one thing like about like when all of our like four kids had a pretty big penny like like we're making a lot of money back in the day because they used to have pokemon they used to do um was it Yu-Gi-Oh? And then, then they had turtles, and it was those three things that were doing making the company do really well. But then, you know, um, they tried. I guess the higher ups were trying to pulling some sneakery with the Pokemon franchise, and Nintendo pulled it back and made the 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 Pokemon company. Interesting. And then some some stuff happened with with four kids and and um, Konami. And they pulled that franchise away from them, so all they had was Ninja Turtles. Mm. And um, so, uh, you know, I, they wanted, the, uh, and that was the one that was making the most money for their for their comp for the company. But compared um, uh, for kids, you know, compared to something like a um, Paramount, and you know, and I, I, I also understand, also sort of understand why Peter did it too. Because um, yeah. I know that, uh, you know, this doesn't get talked about much, but with Peter, he had he had been going through a lot of stuff at that era. Hmm. Uh, you know, some 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 things happened, you know, and he's feeling very it seemed like he was feeling very 
apprehensive with the with the franchise. Hmm. So I think I think the best thing for him was to sort of just totally step away. But per- personally, I would have said sell it to Eastman, <laughs> sell it sell it back to Eastman, keep it in the family. But um, you I know. wonder that too. Like, and I I remember following his um his blog at the time and just like him sort of explaining like, you know, I've done this for 30 years and I kind of just want to do something else. Like I understand it, you know, and I think Viacom's done he, a pretty good job with it. So, No, I mean, here's the thing. Like I wish that um we had the Viacom budget uh, for things because I, I feel like if we, if for at least for Turtles Forever, if they would have made out the call to Avery and, and Camp Clark and all the guys, they would have jumped on that because they would have had the, the money would have been there. Yeah. And we could have, we could have done something better. Cause a lot, again, a lot of our later seasons were, that was all of us. That's all of us on the team, just chipping in where we could, you know, we, all those, uh, those, um, um, those, the, the flashes of all the different eras of turtles that, that was all, you know, we took, took um you know original scans from all these different comics and stuff and put them on repainted them and worked them all up you know i, I did the you know i i think we put the the the, um, the movie turtles in there and we yeah. clipped them out from one of the things there and put a background behind it and i painted um um three images for it which was the i think the i think his name is zuli he did like these really looking monstrous looking kind of yes. like turtles I painted that thing. There was another one that was drawn by our um, one of our storyboard guys who who unfortunately had a stroke on the on the job, and you know he was actually feeling a lot better later on. But what was his name? he he uh, his name was. Um, I'm sorry. I'm totally I'm totally blanking right now. I'm sorry. I just like to give people credit. So I'm, I'm sorry. I I, I, I'm, I hate I hate I hate that I'm losing. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. But yeah, he he, you know, unfortunately, he had a stroke on the job, and he um. So uh, so when he was feeling, you know, we got him. We tried to at least because we knew that he was get feeling better at the time. We tried to get him on the job to do some boarding at least a little bit, so so at least his name was still in there. And then he drew uh-huh. one of the the turtles dimensions. I think it was the looking the, like ninja ninja turtles where they're like on a japanese roof and stuff like that and i painted that and then a bunch of other stuff yeah very cool um it, it, ed, ed ed edwin edwin nebris that's his name awesome yeah i, I just like to uh, shout out whoever we edwin can. edwin has a ed has a huge history with turtles oh wow. he worked on the la- the crazy thing he worked on our, all of our seasons but he also was working in the industry long enough to where he worked on the last on the last season of the original Turtles. Oh wow, that's cool. So, and he also he also boarded the int- the opening to SWAT Cats. Oh, that's cool. I love that opening. That's a great. So opening. that um, you know that the, he's like because he's he's super inspired by anime, and he's like the only time that he ever he tried to do the Rob- Robotech slash um, Macross like missile thing. Where all the missiles come out of that go. He's like the only time that anybody ever got it was that he did it on a show was with the SWAT cats intro, where the or the SWAT cats a pilot. He's like that was the only time that they actually because apparently the studio knew what he was doing and they're like, oh, okay, we're let's do that. We're doing they're doing uh they're doing Robotech or uh they're doing Macross. That's awesome. But you know, I know you got to run. I did want to ask you one more question before you go, if you don't mind. And I asked this of everybody: who's your favorite turtle? Uh, Leonardo. Why is that? (laughs) 
don't know. He's the, he's the guy with the swords. He's the leader, you know, he's, yeah. he's, uh, but a lot of people said don't like him because they think of him like Cyclops. What I always thought he was always the cool one. He was the, he was the guy that, you know, was cool with master splitter. He was the one that was always listening to what he would say. Uh, I feel like uh, you know, all the other tri- turtles were all like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, well, maybe, maybe not Donatello. He was also, uh, he's Good also, thing. Cool. sure, sure, sure. But, um, you know, there, everybody else is sort of being a little kooky, but he's just sort of like, yes, we must listen to Master Splinter, you know, stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, man, it was great talk to you. Thanks so much for doing this. This is awesome. No problem, man. Fast forward. It's the only way to play. Fast forward. Yes, we're here to stay.